space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of Shh, the Trekkies are talking. It's mission to explore the Star Trek canon, to seek out new interpretations of human spirituality, to boldly go where no one has gone before. Episode 3, Social Contagion and Indoctrination. It's said that a lie can travel halfway around the world before the truth has a chance to even tie its shoes. How fast can an idea travel? Why do terrible ideas travel so quickly? Data seems prepared to kill his best friend. Laura engaged the emotion chip and suppressed the ethics program. The Borg captured Picard and turned him into a drone. They programmed him to service the collective to the extent that he would have destroyed his own crew in combat. What if we could see human indoctrination like this? What if we could see indoctrination like suppressing the ethics program whilst you amplify the anger and grievance circuitry, or like suppressing the individuality and replacing it with a collective voice? What does the Star Trek The Next Generation Borg canon tell us about how the human minds are changed by coercive force? What does the Star Trek The Next Generation Borg canon tell us about how control over others can become a life force for some human beings? Sending the concept of I into the collective weakened it and forced a destructive transformation that the collective could not easily adapt to. An idea was destructive to the Borg collective, caused it to splinter and faction to form. What does the Star Trek The Next Borg canon tell us about how an idea can become a weapon of mass destruction? Okay, so it is episode three and we are talking about social contagion and indoctrination. So I'll just read the blurb this week. It's said that a lie can travel halfway around the world before the truth has a chance to even tie its shoes. How fast can an idea travel? Why do terrible ideas travel so quickly? Data data seemed prepared to kill his best friend. Lore engaged the emotion chip and suppressed the ethics program. The Borg captured Picard and turned him into a drone. The programmed then programmed him to service the collective to the extent that he would have destroyed his own crew in combat. What if we could see human indoctrination like this? What if we could see indoctrination like suppressing the ethics program whilst you amplify the anger and grievance circuitry or like suppressing the individuality and replacing it with a collective voice? What does the Star Trek The Next Generation forecast and tell us about how human minds are changed by a coercive force? What does the Star Trek The Next Generation board canon tell us about how control over others can become a life force for some human beings? Sending the concept of I into the collective weakened it and forced a destructive transformation that the collective could not easily adapt to. An idea was destructive to the board collective, caused it to splinter uh, a faction to form. 
what does the Star Trek The Next Generation Borg canon tell us how an idea can become a weapon of mass destruction? Okay. Well, uh, so I think that the the description the description of um, suppressing the was it, was it suppressing the ethics <clears throat> the the ethics program while uh, implanting the emotion chip that that basically that basically describes kind of most politics. It you does. Know? I mean, like to get you that's angry. Exactly what happens? Right. Yeah. Make people make people angry. But there's but there there is a there is a little something missing, and that is that very often. It's not just it's not just awakening the anger chip. It's attaching the anger chip to some the the anger to some idea or the emotions to some idea, so that you know you create this kind of good versus evil. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this you know the good versus evil fight. It's you know, like the Manishian thing. Do you know about you? Of course you do. Uh, the Manishians, you know, like the good versus the evil and like the, right. dual, the duality and like, right. you know, the whole story of like, I, if I'm not mistaken, it was Augustine who was Manishian right. before he was a whatever. Like, like, you know, like some ideas just like are reoccurring in the human psyche, like. Right. And one of them and one of them is this kind of this kind of black and white. I think it was Rabbi uh, uh, Jonathan Sachs wrote a book called Not in God's Name, which was kind of about the psychology of um, religious extremism. And he said it's kind of built on this kind of black and white, mm-hmm. this black and white thinking. Um, but even even in this story, I mean, it's kind of weird because you start out and the Borg are like are like classic villains mm. right they're dressed in black they're you know they they're, they're dressed in black steampunk you know so mm. you know you know they got to be villains of right course. and they fly around in this they fly around this thing and uh, they fly around in this cube and they're terrifying and they devour everything and then along comes you know hugh and it's like well wait a second okay they're not completely evil there's he's just a kid you know and this is like a this is this is a ship full of you know modified human beings you know and and the good and evil and the good and evil and there the good and evil breaks down and it comes back to bite them in the ass exactly (laughs) right and And they come back and they said and they have to go back and say, maybe we should have been more black and white, you know? But maybe see, we should have gone with the first thought and not gone to the second thought. And see, when they had the idea, okay, we're just going to implant the virus and we're going to send him back. And then, the, you know, the conscience said, the doctor, like, this is wrong. You know, how could we do this and stuff, right? So, but then, like, then that's like the other part, you know, which like, un- like inevitably enters like what is mercy and who should you have mercy for right should you have mercy for oh like you know let's like not eliminate the enemy that's so mean we should just let them live or something like you know like 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 that you know that's kind of like not exactly the topic but like you can't help but like that comes into the question and so like what like I don't know where I'm going with this, but I just noticed maybe that we that's should have thing. disabled our ethics program. 
Exactly. I mean, that's the question that they, that's the question. That's they exactly. That's like, exactly. She's like, I can't disable my ethics program. This is doing <laughs> harm. And even right. though you think this is for the greater good in the moment, I'm harming somebody like, like, mm -hmm. like, and so we're like, our world is made up of that. Like we do have people that are like being called to like do harmful things for the greater good. And then like, that's like, like the, maybe that's part of like the, 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 um, you know, the passing of an idea, you know, like passing an idea onto somebody else or whatever, because how do you get people who know it's wrong to do it anyway? Like, you know, it's interesting because uh, we watched that um, documentary on the Lancaster bomber, World War II bomber, the British had, and and they had really cool interviews with the the with the personnel that uh, were in these planes, and um, one of the guys was the uh, the navigator, and they were talking to the navigator, and he's like, and he's the one who's basically say, saying this is where you drop the bombs. And and he was saying he 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 knew at the back of his head what the target was, right? And and at that time it was German cities. It was German right. cities. It was not military targets anymore. It was civilians. And uh, and he knew that. And he and he said he had to switch something off to, you know, and. Uh, and he basically had to go back into his training and just focus on his training and not think of the emotional thing. The, push that off. Like not to just focus on the time, like the present moment and what you're doing and not like anything beyond that. Yeah. Like, you know. Surely you went emotional and you felt with your heart, you would never drop those bombs. And, Which and, means he has to turn off the ethics chip. Yeah. Uh, he has turned out he has turned out the ethics program and the emotion chip at the same time. And and so is that the purpose of military training then? And is that the purpose of other kinds of spiritual training to turn off like to 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 be able to manage your ethics chip and to be able to suppress your like your grievance and your emotion chip, right? Well, I think I mean, I think to a large extent, I mean you know, you kind of look at the way spiritual, you know, spiritual movements talk about things, and especially when you get into like, you know, the, the kind of, uh, I don't know, <clears throat> 20th century, you know, 20th century like spiritual stuff like, you know, uh, Scientology and all that stuff, which all is all, all about that, right? And it's all about how to change your, about how to change your programming and um, to learn how to, you know, uh, to make yourself into something, you know, it, I, what was that, that uh, Heaven's Gate, right? That kind of cult in San Diego who decided they weren't going to be human anymore, right? They were going to prepare themselves for, for alien existence by becoming, by becoming aliens and by, you know, completely, you know, freeing themselves from any kind of normal routines or desires, you know, um, yeah, I guess, I guess the difference between the religious thing is you still have that emotion emotion right intact right you know and that and that's probably the difference between a you know complete um and um, and the ethics <laughs> well the the ethics program the problem is the ethics program gets mixed you know it gets uh it's, it's strange because you know when when isis was you know was killing you know yazidis um 
you know, they, they were doing so because they thought that their ethics program was, you know, intact, right? I mean, you know, this is, these people are, these are kufar, these are, you know, mm -hmm. these are, you know, in, horrible idolaters, we need to kill them all. And that's the ethical thing to do. The ethical thing to do is to, is to kill them all. Well, I guess, but, I guess, well, I guess with some religions, the, the ethics chip is programmed. <laughs> some, you know, yeah. uh, programming it, is, programming can be kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. And that Which I feel like that's what's happening right now. Sorry to interrupt, but I feel like that's sort of what's happening right now. Like, you know, we try not to talk about politics in this <laughs> show. We try to be free from it, but sometimes we can't help it. So sorry for a few minutes. Um, like, I really think that's what's happening right now. Like, I'm, you know, looking at, you know, this uh, story of this person who is a... Uh, like a teacher at a college local college here so she's like a you know phd whatever and she's you know she came from california she came and she studied and she stayed and she took a teaching position and she was like against the pipelines you know a couple of years ago and she staged the whole thing whatever the land defenders whatever now she's standing up for hamas Okay. And it's like, okay, so how can you be like against pipelines because you care for the environment and you're also like pro Hamas? Like, how can you like, how can you be, how can you have like those two positions and like in one mind? <laughs> like what ethic is driving you? Because it's not the ethic for like, for caring for the, like for the planet, there is something else going on, you know? Like, so I don't know. I just... I think I that remember. I think that ethical the 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 the, the algorithms. Oh God, I can't believe I'm going to use these kind of. Okay, <laughs> God forgive me. Okay, please God forgive me because since I don't even know what these words mean. But like the 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 whatever it is that's going on inside of those ethics programs, of course, varies varies a lot. And what comes out, you know, I I can I you know if you if you gave me. 15 minutes which i'm not going to take right now but mm -hmm. if you gave me 15 minutes i could probably tell you how she got from there to there yeah i can see it too it, I, it, does, it, I don't it, agree with it and right, i think it's, it's, it's a flawed reasoning but i can see it and it's interesting right right I, right it's it's i can i can sort of see i i, I see how ever in fact i can generally this is probably what most irritates people about mm -hmm. me as a person so i can see pretty much how most people get where they get that's why i like you and trust you actually because you can <laughs> see you. every point of view because yeah. i also can and so you're a good like like you're a good anchor because sometimes i fall into the hole where you know i fall into that like like hole for a while and then oh there's lee said a thing oh, okay and you like it's like you know not that that's your purpose in life but i mean you are a teacher and so i guess that's your vocation oh, that, that is, that's that like what i really appreciate and sometimes it doesn't always feel like it feels irritating. It feels like sandpaper or it feels like something, you know, friction. And, but then yeah. that's like, okay, hey, there's less in there maybe sometimes, you know? So I think that's really good. Like, but then yes, you do. It is irritating. Yeah. Yeah, and I it's think, irritating think, to be, to no. be that person who can see everything, <laughs> everything. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's not just make you popular. Well, it can. And in your head really either. Doesn't. Like in yeah. my head, I really have a hard time right. sometimes right. in my head, right? Yeah. Um, but, it's, but but it is but it is amazing how you know how how people you know can can wire things up so completely differently. That ethics, you know, the ethics chip is very what's 
What's cool about the Star Trek universe is that everybody agrees on ethics, right? Yes. Okay. Right? Everything is, you know, we but all you agree. Know what's really you know. interesting about Star Trek is that they find a solution. They're like, because that's the, that is the, the decision that they, you know, creator made. It's a solution-based thing. It's to focus on finding solutions and ultimately hopefully find, finding a resolution. Right. So what's interesting about this, you know, talking about this person and how, you know, it's like a bit like there's a bit of cognitive dissonance or there's a bit of like conflicting like ethics, but like, it's understandable how you get from those ideas. So that's really good because then there's an opportunity for a learning moment, or there's an opportunity for like some tr kind of positive transformation. If you can understand how that person can think that, you know, like your student, Ben Shapiro is like, not everyone thinks like you, right? Yeah. And that's like a good thing. Then you can be like, okay, what motivates that person? What I used to ask Logan, my son, when he did like a really dumb thing, I would be like, what were you thinking? <laughs> it's like, like, I'm not even mad. I'm just, or like, maybe I'm mad for 10 minutes, but I'm more like fascinated by what motivated you to do that. Like, really? Like, that's how, like, I just want to know why people did it, because then that's like, you know. <laughs> yeah, the answer is is always interesting, but rarely satisfying. Yes, that's true. It is. So you just have to be fascinated by it. And I'm fat. I just think this is an amazing time to be alive. Like, like, look at all of the things we were learning about human behavior. And of course, yourself, maybe that's like why it's uncomfortable, because ultimately everything is becomes a mirror, right? Because how you eventually how you see a thing becomes like a mirror, you holding up a mirror to yourself, right? So I don't know, but it, back to the like Star Trek thing, like, like, how do you like, like, this is all about like, shutting off your ethics chip. Like, because then what would have been like the good, the right thing to do to shut off Beverly Crusher's ethics chip and just, you know, like do the bad thing. And, you know, then the Borg would have been maybe eliminated as, 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 as a, an Emmy, but then there wouldn't be a story. So I don't well, know. Yes. And there wouldn't be a, yeah, there wouldn't be a story, but, <laughs> but that would, you know, it certainly would have done the world good, you know, I, you know, yeah, you know, should you do should you do the right you know the wrong thing for the right reasons, and that's that's a, a a good little moral that's a good little moral dilemma there, um, and especially if you don't actually know what the you know what the what the out what what the outcome is, um. Although I think that I think that the, I mean. The outcome was the outcome was interesting in that, you know. So the Borg have this i the, the the Borg are this you know this magic this amazing you know technological unity this psychological psychic unity right and then individuality comes individuality comes and uh, and screws them up and they're all you know running around trying to figure out what to do with themselves and along comes right lore and gives them purpose. Can it, you can I just interrupt you because yeah. as you're speaking about this, you know what this sounds like to me. Mm -hmm. It sounds like the Garden of Eden. Yeah, well, I think it sounds I, like the Garden of Eden and the individuality comes along, the serpent comes along and says, yeah. Hey, but what about this? And what about that? And you know, why would it and puts all these, you know, 
grievances and makes you think all these things and so that makes you suspicious and makes you whatever you know and then yeah well and 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 to certain and to a certain extent you know that for data you know you know the human experience the human experience is a little bit like you know the tree of uh you know the knowledge of good and evil it's mm. like this you know i really want to know you know it is always the, and it you know it it is the apple for him. It is it is really the apple. It is. That's really, really fascinating because I never thought of it like that until just this moment when you oh. when you were saying that. I honestly and ask Robert every single thing that we read or watch. I'm always like you know and I can always find a Bible connection. And I was actually just saying to him this morning, you cannot get away from the biblical themes when you live in the West, like be it yes. in movies or in the way things are. Like actually what I was talking about was the passage uh, from Matthew five, the uh, the meek shall inherit the earth and how I was thinking that like some people are really interpreting that in a really literalist way, way right now. They're being brainless twats. And I said, hey, see, you can't ever get away from the Bible. And Robert's totally not a religious thing. Didn't grow up with religion. It's like he's like he's like agnostic. He's like a Joseph Campbell fan. So okay. but I'm like, see, this is biblical. See, this is messianic. Like I can't like I can't stop. It's like a, always something I always come back to. Yeah, well, well, it, yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, it's it's also ironic that the that the cyborg, you know, the android. He's not a cyborg; he's an android. Mm -hmm. that, the, that the android becomes the Adam figure, which is kind of, and and his brother is sort of the snake, and and the, it is, by the way. I mean, you know, the snake. I don't want to get into the whole thing, but the snake, you know, the snake obviously is able. Is cursed from not being able to walk, which means it can walk before and it can talk. So obviously the snake is kind of like a human being. So mm -hmm. it's interesting that there are twins, just kind of where like, you know, evil twins and he tempts him with the thing that he most wants, which is to have this, you know, experience. But uh, but no matter what I was saying, that but at the end of the day, you don't get to escape this the the conundrum of you know of of individuality you know you don't get to escape the fact that, that we have two different things inside of us we want to be part of a group mm -hmm. and we want we want we want the experience of group think mm -hmm. you know? and at the same time we want to be individuals and we want to think for ourselves at the same time you know and and there's no there's no escaping that even if even if you could build a big cube you know, you can build a big cube and put a bunch of people in it and you can and you can mess with their brains and it doesn't take much before they start getting confused and making cults, um, you know, because because that's like our that's our fundament. It, it kind of goes back to the original Star Trek, you know, all those all those ponderous conversations about about what does it mean to be human? Mm -hmm. That's what it is to be human, Jim. <laughs> like you know, constantly, constantly talking about be human. But what, obviously, what it means to be part of what it means to be human is the struggle. You know, for the struggle, you know, to balance your ethics chip with your your your, your ethics chip with your emotional with your uh your your ethics program with your emotional chip, and your. And in you know negotiating your and while your... it's being while someone from the outside, like many someone's from the outside, like at least say 
four people from the outside to use me speak metaphorically are like manipulating it. You're trying to negotiate that circuitry while four people with tools and you can't see right. them and they're manipulating right. it. And you're trying that's like, you know, what it's like. Right. right. And that's and that's that's uh, of course that's true too. I mean, we're you know, people there are people who get paid. <laughs> there are people who get paid lots and lots of lots and lots of money <clears throat> to install your uh, to install your emotion chip, right? And to in ways and, that and are like you don't even know. Program. It's so like Robert and I met 10 years ago and he said to me, I never do any of those online quizzes. That's just way that's just way that they collect information on you to use it later on or something like that. And I was like, yes. Yes. Like, this is 10 years ago, dude. And now we're here, you know, and just, you know, just a few years ago or however long, then all the stuff with Cambridge Analytica came out and all your right. data has been in his leg. Right. Yeah, no, oh no. <laughs> although although I feel like I feel like I feel I feel like I've beaten the I've beaten I've totally beaten the algorithms. Um just the other day they sent me uh, they they apparently the other day thought I was a Greek Orthodox priest. <laughs> I suppose how how they come look that? like you could look like it if you dressed a certain way. I get you, you know, like are they using are they using are they using AI to Probably. you know look this guy that Greek if your Orthodox hair was priest. a little bit maybe longer or something. <laughs> longer. Maybe, yeah. maybe they saw the pay is coming out on the side. Maybe, thought, yeah. You know, oh, it must be, you know, must be Brother Demetrius. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they, uh, you know, that mm. I, I get all sorts of bizarre things. I can't, you know, I don't want to describe them, but they're horrible. But uh, well, Lynn, your handle is Jihadi Jew, so I imagine that yes, attracts that, a lot that, of you know, that lovely, does, lovely people, right? That does attract some very nice attention. Some <laughs> very, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But but you don't get to escape that. You know, you you don't get you you don't get to escape that, and 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 you don't get to escape get to escape escape the fact that there are people. Um, who are constantly trying to manipulate that and 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 knowing that that every human being has that need, you know? And then you can't tell people like now what's happening when people, you know, express their individual opinion or whatever, if it's unpalatable or, you know, whatever, you know, some there's an attempt to try to suppress it, you know, like, like in a Borg fashion or something. And I think that just like the darkness you suppress or the whatever you suppress like ends up growing and then it ends up creating new problems, you know? Cause if you suppress something here then you create some kind of pressure that like it's a system thing. Like we're systems in a system like and it's like a bunch of systems. It's like matryoshka doll of systems maybe. Right. So like that's complicated, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, well on the darkness was it Robert, you said you like like Joseph Campbell. You know, mm -hmm. it's like you have to. You know, that's part of the deal. Is you know, that the hero has to descend into, you know, has to has to go down into the depths of hell and has to, you know, wrestle with uh, wrestle with the dragons and the demons and and or and and you know, come out of the, come out of the pit. But speak. Hundred and seventy IQ. Speak. <laughs> no, I, I was just thinking that. Uh... If you want to control people, you have to you have to suppress individualism. You, you have to remove that, and then 
and then you, and then if you program the ethics check to your advantage, and then, and and so it comes onto the person who's controlling their own inner morals about whether whether you have you know uh, a Gandhi like figure or you have you know some sort of media mean like figure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, but uh, basically you're putting your own effort check onto the to the collective. You know, you're yeah. saying this is how you you should feel. This is your emotion. <laughs> you know, so well, that's kind of like projection, almost mm -hmm. like almost like so. That's almost like you know, there's a level of awareness because we're not always aware right away, like until we see it come back to us. So that's like the exchange of something, right? Yeah. Well, I think I think you see this in uh, in um, in the states with the evangelism and uh, and these. It's to us on the outside. It's very obvious how fake it is. <laughs> yes. Uh, but for the people who are in the congregations, you know, uh, well, you know, they are. They are the book. <laughs> They've been over. They they uh, they have given they've given everything, everything out there. You don't hear a people in the congregation standing up and saying, "Well, hold on, I you know, it doesn't exist." That's like but, but a what you're describing, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and there, the emotion, the the emotion chip, you know, has been super super activated. And there's like this, there's there's a you know, it's 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 a whole system that's built around creating that, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, the idea of the Christian idea of charisma, right. Comes from the, you know, the Holy spirit, but, you know, creating that kind of feeling of that, that feeling of charisma to the point where it's possible for a person, you know, for one of these pastors to just, you know, tap someone on the head and they fall over. That's real. I mean, that's really happening. Right. Uh, why it's happening, I don't think personally, I don't think it's a movement to the Holy Spirit. I think it's it's a it's a creation of the of the emotion of the emotional atmosphere. But they work very hard to create that emotional atmosphere. And it's very carefully orchestrated, you know, with music, you know, with 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 music and with music and preaching and and the the you know, the whole the, the creation of a of 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 the of the the Borg like unity. Well, we haven't gotten yet to watch the episodes where the Borg Queen, um, yes, comes into yeah. it. But I mean, that's partly what is that is right. Ultimately, it's like a you know a, a sort of quasi omniscient you know entity, like you know the playwright looking over the characters and right, sort of... right. Yes. And there are, and that's, you know, we, you can't, you can't escape that there are people who kind of are manipulating that or manipulating the ethics chip. Well, you know? and we live in a world where we are, like I said, we are connected, interconnected, and like we rely on other people and systems for information. And so like, I'm a kind of a Marshall McLuhan fangirl. Um, 
And yeah. so oh. he, I'm reading of in one, in, I have some uh, designated bathroom books and his, he's one of them. And he's, his, his, lot of the stuff that he wrote about the, the way we, we uh, process information and like our brains and stuff are changing uh, was right at the time when TV was becoming a thing, right? And he said, this is changing the way, you know, we are negotiating information because we're we're required to do like many things at once where before like it was in a in a succession or you know it's changing the way we 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 are forced to interact with stuff and so the solutions right. that we had in the past are no longer the solutions that are going right. to work now so even though he wrote that like you know in the late 60s it's still very appropriate because that's what's happening now. We're also, we are negotiating all these things that we said, you know, uh, uh, emotion chip versus ethics chip, you know, four people are trying to like uh, mess with your shit. And, and then we also are having this other thing where the like fabric of everything is being transformed because technology is forcing that. So like, I don't know, it's kind of like being on a magic carpet out in the open like flying around and everything's moving at once so mm -hmm. like no wonder if no wonder we feel like we're a bit like you know so like because somebody said to me well isn't anything that you know McLuhan wrote like relevant now is so long ago well yeah it oh is because goodness. technology is yeah. having the same impact now that it was having then so right. I find yeah, well, it fascinating a lot of what he said about the brain and about hardwiring and about like the way we like, and he said, you know, with the Gutenberg, like, you know, forced something, forced a transformation in our neural, you know, circuitry and the way our brain develops. And then, you know, then television, you know, broadcasting also did. I mean, like, you know, we, we know that, right. Um, in a goods and bads ways. And so now like, what is social media doing? You know, in, like social media is doing something, right? Yeah, it's so much more, you know, I, I, I'm also a big Marshall McLuhan fan and, uh, and, uh, uh, you know, it's, it, it just, everything he said was right and magnified 10 times mm -hmm. <laughs> that's kind of like it's kind of like his idea that his idea that his idea that we would be transformed by the technology mm -hmm. i think uh, has happened in ways that that he could not have predicted some of the ways he really did predict mm -hmm. um his his description of like he wrote i think it was in 19 i think it was in 1957 um what the uh, classroom of 1987 would be like mm. right and and he, he said just just absolutely amazing uh, just absolutely amazing things about education and you know he basically said, he said that teachers are going to have to be uh more interesting and entertaining than the entire world that's at the you know at the fingertips of their students which of course mm. now is certainly true right i mean yeah your your your, your kid your your kid has the entire world in his pocket, right? He's got mm -hmm. in, every, everything you could possibly want uh, in his in his pocket. All of his friends, right? And all, all of his friends and and uh, five billion websites and you know everything everything mm -hmm. else in his pocket. Uh, 
it's different than teaching a student who is sitting in front of you, hands think with a with a pencil and a piece of paper in front of them. Yeah. Um, but but our brains are really being are being rewired, and but it's it's also he was also right. He was also right that it's not it's not benign, right? It's 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 not it's it's being rewired for a purpose, right? Which is yes. mostly tell you stuff. So right? are, are you you've stuff. probably heard of Jonathan Haidt? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, and he's got a book coming out. I can't remember what it's called, but it's about this. It's about social media and it's about, you know, um like how like social media has affected and smartphones and stuff and he's like he's give, he gave a talk um not that long ago to a Jewish parent um, group somewhere in New York and he was talking about this you know like tracing like if you trace back you know when this stuff changes start to happen you know like and you say in young girls like or you know generally society you could you could see that you know in 2015 or so when smartphone usage started to like really increase then yeah. that's when you start to see like the changes and you know we uh, it's common knowledge you know how instagram is not good for young girls and you right. know and stuff like that right social media you know whatever right and so he's talking about that and it was really like it just you know i can't remember the specifics of what he said but he was basically talking about like you know um should children have a smartphone and you know we've decided that kids can't drive until they're 16 and and stuff so like you know this is like a, a device and you know like it, we should acknowledge like you said that it is we are being altered and it is harmful and what is it doing to kids and you know it's changing how they like learn and you know tension span and like a bunch of stuff you know and it just really makes me think of what McLuhan you know, said, like, you know, and there's like him and there's, you know, there's a couple other like psychologists that are like, you know, singing the alarm bells and saying like, you know, we need to have like some restrictions around this or we need to have some like limits or paradigms or like an acknowledgement that this is, this is affecting us. And yes, for a purpose, like kids are being like manipulated for, you know, we all are, we're all, we're all being for a purpose and what purpose? And you don't need a big black cube to do it. Because <laughs> I think I feel like the, I feel like like compared to now, like the big black cube was a little bit of a was, you know, maybe it was a metaphor, you know, because maybe it was a little bit of a metaphor. Um, it, it's also very interesting. Uh, I was in I was in New York um, a, a while ago, and. I was in New York, like at rush hour, like, you know, like how New York gets where the streets are full. Mm -hmm. As a kid, I remembered, like, I would go to New York and the streets were full and people were, you know, kind of bumping into each other, whatever. And they were kind of, oh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And now um, everybody is on their phone and they're kind of like knocking into each other, but they don't talk to each other. It's kind of like, that's become part of what you do. It's It's this weird thing of people kind of, staring at their phone and kind of knocking, you know, knocking into each other. They're, they're, they're plugged, you know, <clears throat> they're, they're plugged into the, you know, they're plugged into their socket in, in, in the Borg ship, you know, even while they're walking around. <clears throat> so we don't need a Borg ship anymore. Now we carry the Borg ship in our pocket and we're plugged into it. And that's, um, and that brings me to something that Robert says, which is say it, Robert. Yeah. <laughs> uh thoughts oh, inside the head 
Yeah, the no internal thinking. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that's exactly because I'll be like, how can somebody, you know, whatever? And he'll be like, Roxanne. And I'll be you know, into my total, you know, George Carlin rant and with, you right. know, many colorful and he's being like, <laughs> Roxanne, yeah. Roxanne, boop. Uh, oh yeah I forgot it's exactly like you said people are just and that's like sometimes metaphorical but people are just like they're just walking around and they're just doing a thing so like you know we talked about earlier how you know people can support seemingly op opposing causes and we're seeing that like a lot net, like since October the 7th we've seen that and like I honestly it's really tempting and sometimes emotionally satisfying to be believe that people are evil and they're just like they just sit around at night thinking about ways to hate and stuff. But I honestly think it's like what you said. People are just, they're just like staring at their phone like this. They're just walking around staring at their, and so the phone could be like, you know, a metaphor for whatever is going on being self-absorbed, right? They're just walk, trotting around the universe with their little lives. And, oh, look at, there's a cause. Okay. Oh, there's another cause. And this is especially true for people in North America. We just be like, oh yeah. Okay. It's like a team thing. Oh, okay. Sure. I'll pick that team. Cause you know, we feel like we have to do that. That's part of like being a good Westerner. You have to like, you know, use your Western privilege or whatever bullshit. And you have to like support the causes and shit. So you just support all these great causes and you don't think about the fact that all these causes you've collected in your basket, some of them are like gremlins that are fighting each other and shit okay i sound silly but you know i'm trying to make a point that like we don't think about like not like most people don't because it's uncomfortable to think and also because we're sort of taught like taught not to think we should just go along with stuff right yeah so and it's like that then it's like the story that i told you guys about anthem i don't know if you've you know, from familiar with that book, the Ayn Rand, Rand book. Oh, no. Okay. And so he talks about that. And the, 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 the uh, person from who's the protagonist is like describing feeling uncomfortable living in a system that says, this is how it should be, but you are in an individual and the world is saying, no, you're not an individual. There's no such thing as individuality. You're evil. And then there's people that are uncomfortable with it because it's like, forcing you know a life form into like a system that is harmful to them right like not all forms of life can live in all forms of in all terrains right so like it's you know we then that's again we're back to like navigating and like you know navigating individuality versus groupthink navigating ethics versus like emotion and you know, like, it's always like we're trying to balance things, but then you know what? Our bodies are trying to balance everything because our whole, like being alive is basically always trying to decide what homeostasis is, right? Like your right. internal, everything is always trying to arrive at a, what is homeostasis? That's basically like what being alive is and what circulation is. It's always trying to establish a balance, right? So, one way or the other right yeah i i i'm trying, I'm trying to think about like you know I, I i think that the ethics code is written very simply that's part of the problem is the ethics code like the ethics code is b for x means being against y and then x and y are provided for you by whatever news you happen to see first i had a friend who their their main characteristic was believing any the last thing that they heard, 
Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it was, a, it was a boss of mine. And so, like, we everybody knew that whatever was the last, they would act on whatever the last thing they heard was. So that was, so you, you just wanted to make sure that you were the last person to talk to them before any meeting, because then they would do exactly what you said. It's like politics where somebody like, you know, the candidates going to the door or they can't, you know, the people like talking or trying to get get the votes in the Senate committee or, you know, the House Commons or wherever you are and trying to get, you know, you want to like to time your time, your, you know, your hand, right. you know, shake and your whatever. But I need an X and a Y, right? I need something. I need what I, I need, what I'm for and I, <laughs> I need what I'm against. Um, which is probably, which is probably not, I mean, I think it's, I think it's, it's, uh, you know, if you're selling an idea, it's a great ethics, it's, it's a, it's a great ethics program, right? Because you mm-hmm. get, you get, you get full loyalty, right? Our, our former president's favorite, favorite concept, right? Loyalty. Um, you get full, you get full loyalty, um, but it's not. It, it's probably. It may not be the best ethical program for dealing with the world because the world is very rarely X and Y, right? But There's, how do you get full loyalty because of somebody's trying to avoid? Punishment, yeah. Well, right. Yeah. Well, that's where that, that's from. There's also somebody else who's saying that X. You know. Okay. Let's say I say that you know X is. X is this, or X and Y is that, and there's somebody else saying that Y. You know, switching is switching. Okay. I think, and, the way you, I think the way you do it, if you want full loyalty, is you convince everybody that gray areas do not exist. Right. Exactly. Right. And that's mm-hmm. that's the that's the first step. The first step is right. You have to first you have to sell the program. Right. There's only X and Y. Okay. There's only X and Y. X is bad. Y is good. Now you have to convince yourself that if Y is good, that you're Y. You know. And that's the you know. Mm-hmm. But but yes, the gray areas, you know, the gray areas. That's happening in Canada right now. That's actually happening in Canada, right? Sorry, we like back to politics just for a few minutes. It's happened like, but it happens in every like it's now because of the way the society's been twisted. But just because of what happened like last week with the announcement that Alberta made, which was like very reasonable. I'm American. Okay. I have no idea. What okay, Alberta... so Alberta made this announcement about a legislation. Um, Alberta is a province in uh, in Canada. That much I know. Okay. 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 So are much. you are you aware of the of the legislation? She the premier released some legislation, some restrictions around um, you know uh, parental involvement in like uh, gender. Um, stuff yeah. and all that stuff right so it's legislation she's it's third province to address the issue and it's really like thorough and she talked to stakeholders like i personally know that she talked like people like in the you know in, in the various communities like trans people and the gay and lesbian community and what whatever right mm-hmm. so she released this very reasonable like announcement and now it's that it's that thing, and it's kind of like Marcusean, like you know, um, like the tolerance of Mar- or Herbert Marcuse that he wrote about, you know, where oh, it's okay to like 
demonize conservatism because it's for the greater good right and that is happening and it's like okay she's a conservative she's 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 criticizing or this she's limiting this idea and therefore that's bad and it's exactly what you said there's x and there's y there is this thing that we said and there is anyone who doesn't fully fully buy into it and there's no such in between if you don't totally hook line and sinker fall into that category it's like what george bush said you're you're with us or you're against us there's no such nuances or ethical questions or conscientious objecting or anything robert you can see this in some of the american politics as well because you hear people saying the ultra right-wing republicans the ultra left-wing democrats which which is you know well, I mean, I mean, yeah, or on the extreme, I mean, on the on the extreme, you know, it's kind of like it's just fascists and communists. You know, it's it's sort of like, you know, you're either a right wing, you know, you're a right wing fascist or you're a left wing communist, and and that's, there's no in between. There's no and see, between. I think that people like that. There is <laughs> there is a real desire. Like there's a real movement to see the world through that lens because of the of the comfort of certainty that it provides, because then you're absolutely certain communist over there, like fascists over and I, there. And I think this is the, the, the interesting thing, because all the power is in the in between. That's where all the voters are. Yes. Well, that's yeah. great. That, that's, that, 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 what they're fighting for is the conservative voters in the middle between the two right. parties. Right. Yeah. Well, there were, well, well, well it's interesting. It? <clears throat> it used to be they tried to convince people, now they just try to convert them. Okay. <laughs> in the this makes me think different. of the um, Cambridge Analytica document where they were saying <laughs> they were talking about it and strategizing, and these were like people that like you know are. Like this is their profession. They're professional. I'm making. I'm paraphrasing in Roxanne speak. They're like professional mind manipulators, and they were mm-hmm. like the people that you want to make the content for. The people that you want to target are the people that can change. That, that have demonstrated they change their mind when they get new information. Like like not the people exactly. who are like totally captured and will never change the people that those are the people with power and those are the people you want whose fu- shit you want to fuck with right but and those and and increasingly <clears throat> increasingly if you're one of the if you're if you're gray in politics you can't survive you know you see i'm I, again i don't know what i don't know i don't know what you know about you know the the votes and you know the american you know, legislature, but basically everything is up and down, party line. Nobody mm-hmm. ever crosses a line anymore. Um, there's no, there's no middle ground. There's no, there's no standing I mean, up for ethics. It, there's the party line. What's the party there's nothing line? Nothing that it's even like that remotely here looks like yeah. debate. You know, yeah. people walk, people stand up. They have a set of talking points. They say their talking points. Everybody says exactly the same thing. They sit down. They vote. Everybody knows exactly who's going to voting. There's no. You know, in the in the uh, you know in the old days, there used to be politicking and causing calling calling people up and changing their mind, you know, and saying, "Listen, you're not seeing this right. Let me send somebody over to talk to you." Nothing. 
everything is straight. Everything is straight up and down, black and white. Nobody can survive in politics if they're not black and white. And you're right that the creativity is all in the middle, right? The creativity is the person who says, you know, I have new information. I changed my mind. And I remember, remember, which, forget which politician was accused of being a flip-flopper, you know? And I thought, blessed is the flip-flopper right? Mm-hmm. Blessed is the person who can flip-flop, the person who exactly. can look at and say, like, we need to turn that wrong. around because the media is like, oh, look at that person, you know, they cast mm-hmm. they cast that as being unstable and like unworthy. And it's like, whoa, look at, they are flexible. What are you talking about? Like, you know, yeah. or, or they knew something, they, they, they found out something they didn't know before, or they, or their values or their values changed, which sometimes happens to us. We have experiences that change our values. We we come to know people or things that that transform us and make us different, you know. And without that, you know, we just end up, you know, stuck in our big black cube, you know, uh, confused, you know, uh, milling around, looking, you know, confused. Yeah, and I really think the that social media so sort of back to like how does an idea spread like look at the you know when i wrote the thing um you know the the a lie can travel halfway around the world before the truth has even a chance to tie its Mm -hmm. shoes you know like like we've seen that in the past since october like you know the lie the lie is still being promoted and people are making policies on that lie which has been like by like multiple independent expert like uh people that are unrelated and did not conspire with one another so right. it's valid and reliable validly and reliably being disproven yeah multiple yeah. times over and yeah. still we are making like policy decisions and human rights decisions on this lie that's like powerful like people really needed that to be true yeah i know you don't want to talk probably don't want to talk about that but that's like a really that's like an enduring thing in 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 like human like history people really 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 want the jews to be bad they really, really, really want that 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 narrative to be true. They'll do anything to believe it, despite all we know, despite the like museums and the and the room with shoes and shit. Like, it, I'm sorry, I'm not even. It just absolutely blows my mind that we are sitting here in 2024 talking about that. Yeah, I mean, it's yes, I mean. That, that that's a whole that's a whole uh it's all different it's a whole different topic but i mean it it, it we, we become very we become very attached to our narratives <clears throat> and not just that but those narratives those narratives are being you know are sold to us <clears throat> for various reasons but some narratives are much more you know that's one that's kind of a classic it's you know i i unfortunately have to go um i have i have a i have a hot date at three o'clock um so um so thank you guys very much uh and uh you could continue on without me continue on march on yeah we just bicker we just bicker i'm I'm fanning you so you feel better with them okay okay see you next week
Okay, let's go next week. Okay. Thank you.